Hello everyone, this is Jacob Milham. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Now, I want to clarify some things about the podcast that you're currently listening to right now. So, there have been some changes with Royals Reviews, parent company SB Nation, and Vox Media. They have made some different decisions in regards to the podcast arm of Royals Review and hundreds of other websites. So, it's no longer going to be Royals Review Radio, at least for the time being, unless SB Nation and Vox Media change their decision in regards to the podcast. But we are reverting to the Royals Rundown. Now, those of you who have been listening to me for a couple of years, this is the name of my previous podcast, but I do want to clarify something. It is still going to be me hosting it. I'm still going to have a variety of guests, but at the end of the day, this is going to be the Royals Review Podcast. Okay, we're still going to have Max on. It's still going to be me, Jeremy, and Greg on Wednesdays, and then a litany of other guests on. But I just want to assure you, this is not going to change anything about the podcast except for the name. Okay, so to everyone out there who's still supporting us, thank you so much. We are very excited for this new chapter. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I am particularly excited to return to the name of my former podcast. And I greatly appreciate all of your support. This episode you're about to listen to is going to be the last one branded as Royals Review Radio for the time being, so please do keep that in mind. Now, this episode was also recorded on Wednesday evening. We could not release it at that time just because of the changes going on with the podcast, so I apologize if the information is a little old or outdated, but we will get back to our regularly scheduled programming at a later date. But for now, enjoy me and Jeremy, and let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Royals Review Radio. I'm your host, Jacob Milham, and joining me as usual is the one and only Jeremy, Akaius Greco. Jeremy, how you doing tonight? Uh, you know... I, I was doing a lot better before the three-game losing streak, but oh I think I think I'll be okay. The the dream is over. Uh-huh. It's all over. The Cactus League banner will not be hung. Yeah, I. You know, I am not a superstitious person. Yeah, I think I think a lot of baseball fans say that, but I I I, I want to know: Am I alone in like I'm not a superstitious person, but also when it comes to baseball, I kind of am. So. <laughs> Like I've been, I've absolutely been known to, oh, the Royals started losing as soon as I turned on this game, I better turn it <laughs> off. I did that actually during the 2014 wildcard game. Oh yeah. I, I, turn, I turned it off after Jordano Ventura, right? And then when Billy Butler hit the double, they got him back in it, I turned it back on and then they immediately ended the <laughs> inning. And I'm like, mm, maybe I should turn this back off. I think maybe. I did turn it off for like a half inning. And then I was like, ah, screw it. It's might be the only playoff baseball I ever get to watch. Yikes. Yeah, that's a good point. But hey, you know what? Superstitions, they uh, I don't think they really will impact spring training that much. I don't know. Maybe someone forgot to wear their lucky socks. Maybe maybe Q forgot to blow on the dice before he made the lineup or something. I, I don't know. There's a uh, baseball players are a pretty superstitious bunch though. Like yeah. I thought, I thought football and even like soccer were bad. But then like once you start reading up on some of these players, like they are something else, man. 
I, I, it's got to have something to do with like the fact that even the best baseball players fail 70% of the time. Right. Yeah. Like batting 300 is an accomplishment and that means you failed seven times out of 10. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, you got to count on something. <laughs> you got to You got to believe in something. You got to believe in some baseball higher power, whatever, whatever it be. Oh, man. But speaking of higher powers, um, the Kansas City Royals themselves today made some higher power moves that we do need to talk about. So MLB.com's Ann Rogers, you know, always thankful for the work that she puts out. Absolutely. Um, she reported that the Royals optioned. Uh, let's get it. Let's make sure I have everyone right. Samad Taylor, Max Castillo, and Jackson Kowar down to Triple A Omaha. Now, not a not a bad thing. Um, just the we're starting to see the opening day roster take shape a little bit. We're starting to see folks kind of distance themselves from the pack. And those three players, they all respectively had highlights this spring training, but at the end of the day, they weren't going to start the season on the opening day roster. So send him down to AAA, let him get some more work and let some of these non roster invites get more opportunities in spring training. Um, Jeremy, before we move on, do you have any thoughts on those three getting sent to Omaha? Uh, the only one that surprises me is Samad Taylor. Um, yeah. He's having a pretty good spring, but like you said, um, he's got the options. He's still young mm-hmm. and uh, they've got some non-roster guys. They, they want to look at, I, I bet we will see Samad Taylor in the big leagues before the season is done. Um, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, when you're a baseball team, injuries are a reality and you want to keep as much inventory as you can. Yeah. Um, so, so they, uh, you, you go ahead and send him down and let him get every day at bats and, uh, you know, bring him up later. Um, the one move mm-hmm. you didn't mention, um, that is kind of a little bit different, I guess, is on hell Zerpa. Yeah. Went on the 60 day DL or mm-hmm. excuse me, injury list. Um, and he, he was a guy, I think some people were hoping was going to do something this year. I didn't really expect much out of him, but that does open at least one 40 man spot for one yes. of those non-roster invitees. Um, and I think the first one goes to Fran Mil Reyes, mm-hmm. but we'll see, uh, who else can, can snag one. Uh, Matt Duffy is, is getting a lot of play. Um, and there's a couple other guys that they're looking at too, of course. For sure. For it was it's a little concerning to see Zerpa go on the IL with um specifically left shoulder tendinopathy, mm-hmm. um, which can be a very oh a very hard one to shake is probably the, the is good he, way to put it. Is he a left handed thrower? I I believe so if I recall correctly. I'm gonna look it up just to be sure. But yeah, I, I think he's a lefty. And I will okay. say this after the I believe it was the 2021 season where he made some starts. I was pretty high on Zerpa. Uh, yes, for the yes, he is a lefty. So okay. I thought he was uh, writing for some reason. I'm like, oh, if it's left shoulder, no problem. Hey, you, <laughs> you know what? That is uh, that is going to have some. I'm I'm trying to think. He he probably hasn't even thrown a pitch this yeah, spring. Yeah, no, he has he hasn't pitched at all this spring which is crazy yeah um but yeah it's i really was high on zerpa coming into the 2022 season i was man yeah i i mean i'm not i'm not down on him i i just didn't see him as a guy like some people think he's gonna be like the savior of the rotation i'm like eh, he's probably probably not that no at least not. not yet 
he only has what in his I'm looking at his page right now. He only has 16 career innings pitched. Yeah. I mean, the guy has three starts and a 1.13 ERA. Like that's that, that's I mean, it's a it's fairly good than, line. It's better than than you could do otherwise. It's not a 15 yeah. ERA, but it's it's Jack 16. <laughs> it means nothing. It's, he's still rookie. Yes, he is very much, very much still a rookie. But yeah, Royals fans didn't see him at all in 2022. So I, he was definitely like a like a sexy, ooh, this guy could push for the rotation pick ahead of the 2023 season. And honestly, we're not going to see him until at least June, if my math is correct. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the whole season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. So that is and it, uh, the biggest concern, though, is is beyond even the fact that it's a shoulder injury. It's that I don't I think he went on the 60 day deal at IL. Got to get I, this has been <laughs> how many years? And I still can't get this right. The 60 day IL last year. He yes, has he was in. I don't know how long they're, they they got to figure that out. He, they really do. Let's see. I'm trying to. Yeah, so. Let's let's look at this here. So in his transactions, um, he was transferred from the 15 day IL to the 60 day IL with a right knee injury in August. Okay, so Um, at least it was not the same injury. That is that is correct. So that's that is not as concerning. um, But I do want to say, why was he? So I don't know why he was placed, but on August 11th of 2021, even though he made his MLB debut like a month later, um, he was on the 60-day IL. So I don't know why he landed on that IL back in 2021. So maybe maybe this is a recurring issue. Um, and it's not like, if I'm recalling correctly, it's not like he was lights out last year in the minors. Um, yeah. yeah, two and five, a four point oh two ERA and nineteen starts. Not not amazing stuff. Um, not terrible either. Certainly a, a step back from his twenty twenty one campaign. So all in all, on Zerpa and to the sixty day IL. Um, it will be surprising to see him in Coffin Stadium this season. But at the end of the, end of the day, he is still only twenty three years old. Um, so a yeah, he he's got some time and maybe, you know, maybe this is a good reason for him to learn more from this new pitching development staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not something that it's not something that these young guys can just like jump into and know immediately. I know on the Bally's broadcast they were talking about Zach Greinke a lot with his experience on the Houston Astros transitioning to this new, more analytically driven coaching staff. So like he was, he was able to transition. Well, I'm sure Jordan Lyles was as well, but some of these, some of these guys that are just getting their feet wet, it's not, it's not an immediate learned language. You know what I mean, Jeremy? Absolutely. Um, We can see, you know, sometimes there's immediate impacts like Brady Singer last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Brad Keller's had some good stuff going for him this year. Daniel Lynch, um, has been kind of iffy, but, uh, they, they talk about, you know, how he's had an immediate impact with his curveball. but, uh, you know, the more time that they spend getting coached up and, and leaning into the analytics a little bit more, the, the better it's going to serve them. Yeah, for sure. Um, sticking with the transaction updates. So. I'll, I'll tell you this much, Jeremy. I got really worried today when the Royals scratched Michael Garcia from their lineup. 
Yeah, that was like, concerning. Yeah, it was because they, they didn't come out with a reason. And it was it was like three hours later until we heard a reason. So I was like, oh, my gosh, is this like, did, did he hurt his knee? Did he hurt his arm? Yada, yada, yada. No reason to fear. Um, Ann Rogers again. She came out with the injury for it. So uh, apparently he is scheduled to get a lot of work this upcoming weekend with the split squad game. So they just took him out of center field this game and let him get a little bit more rest before this upcoming weekend, which is kind of going to be a big eyes on Royals weekend because they are traveling to Vegas for a game oh, against right. the Rockies. So that should be interesting, which I forget who the triple the A team for, but the Vegas team there has a gorgeous ballpark. It is it was very, very nice. It was Oakland for some reason. But you know what? That would, that would make sense because I made a joke about how the Las Vegas ballpark is nicer than the Coliseum now. <laughs> and they hard. No, it, it's a really low bar to, uh, to set. But all in all, Michael Garcia, he's fine. He's healthy. They just gave him a rest day. And, you know, unfortunately, the Royals did lose on a walk-off against the Texas Rangers. So maybe it, you got to think <laughs> what, what could have happened. What could they done differently? But I, I don't know, Jeremy, you got to. I know we were hyping up the wins, but yeah. it's easier to brush off the losses. Absolutely. You know? And I, they're the, not blowouts. The, to me, and I, I, and people say spring trading doesn't matter. And it, I mean, it doesn't um, in a lot of ways. Some things matter, um, as I've pointed out, I think kind of time and time again now, <laughs> um, strikeouts and walks matter. Th- those rates can tell you a lot about the pitchers and the hitters. Um, and, and, you know, as George Brett kind of said, you know, it's better to win than to lose. Yeah. So, <laughs> so even for morale, I mean, like just because you win had 20 games, however many in spring training doesn't mean anything as far as how many you're going to win in the regular season, but you just feel nice. Yes. You might as exactly. well, you might as well win if you're going to be out there. Yeah. Why not? Um, and I, to your point earlier, do you want to give a shout out to Royals review writer, Royal treatment, um, who he talked about that in a piece about how the Royals are throwing more strikes and fewer balls in spring training, which is one of the things that does transition well mm-hmm. to, to the regular season, especially when spring training is the time for these pitchers to really start implementing these new pitches that they've yep. learned in the off season. So seeing them in tune so early is, is a great sign. Um, and if you want to see more of this in-depth coverage on the Kansas City Royals, please go check out RoyalsReview.com. A lot of good, a lot of good pieces on there, except for this guy Jeremy Greco. I mean, he has literally his, head, his headline starts with "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, da- daily content coming over, coming out over there at RoyalsReview.com. A, a lot of a lot of viewpoints. I will say this. Every long form piece is not the same as the other. It's not a whole lot of copy and paste. Definitely some unique perspectives on the same Kansas City Royals, which is something that I enjoy a lot because I only have my perspective. So I'm, I'm always down to read some other ones. But Jeremy, it is it's Wednesday evening. Your pieces come out on Saturdays. Yes. Do we have a preview to what your piece this weekend is going to be? 
boy i sure wish we did <laughs> it's it's been a week at my day job so i Oof, have yeah. uh, i have not had an opportunity to brainstorm that up yet uh but if anybody's got any uh you know genius ideas that they want to give me for free i will absolutely <laughs> take those so you know just hit me up on twitter I will, yeah, and go hit up Jeremy on Twitter at Hakaius, H-O-K-I-U-S. And I just me personally, as a as a writer, I say quote unquote writer, even though I do write um as a content creator as well. You're I, if you're writing, you're a writer, whether you get paid uh, or not. That's true. That's true. Anyways, I do like hearing ideas from readers and from royals fans in general because there might be something i'm missing you know i've gotten a couple good ideas from people just asking me questions i'm like you know what i don't know the answer to that let me get back to you and then it turns into a whole article exactly and you know what i'm just scrolling through the comment section on your piece from last saturday which you can go check out on royalsreview.com it is titled "Uh uh-oh the Royal Spring Training success is making me want to believe again. And then they break <laughs> your heart with a three-game losing streak. How, how dare you? How dare you, Kansas City Royals? But yeah, just scrolling through the comments, like it's it's a real wholesome part of the internet, I would say. Yeah, I, one of the reasons I, I write for Royals Review is because I read Royals Review for a, mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, and, uh, the, the comment section was, was a pleasant place to be. I was, uh, I'm not as much anymore because my day job is a little more demanding than it used to be, but I was, I used to be in the comments of the, the Royals rumblings, which is the daily kind of link roundup post that they do every morning. And I would be, it's a, it's also a gathering place for the regular readers and writers. Um, and, uh, I would be in the comments, just talking to people all day long about the Royals and, and other things too. But generally speak, I mean, there's, there's been a couple bad eggs, yeah. um, but generally, generally speaking, it's, it's been really nice. Uh, most of the people are great. Um, and the bad eggs usually get shouted down. <laughs> so, um, uh, if you're looking for community to talk about the Royals, um, not just read about the Royals. I definitely recommend those Royals rumblings posts. You can, you can hop in there and have a conversation with uh, a lot of really cool people, a lot of different, different, uh, walks of life, a lot of different, uh, places around the globe. Um, I know we've got some, uh, we've got one guy who's in Alaska. We've got people in Australia. We got people all over the place. So, um, it's a lot of fun. The Royals fan base does go far and wide because some of the most, I would say, social media famous fans are the ones over in Korea, like of yep. all places. Um, I know I know June. I I follow him on on Twitter. We've had some great conversations in the past. Really great guy. Really super Royals fan mm-hmm. on the other side of the world. And you wouldn't expect it for how poor the Royals have been in in recent years. Um Speaking of of poor, you want to talk about how poor Diamond Sports is right now because they uh, they just filed <laughs> for bankruptcy, man, and it is uh it's starting it's gonna start hitting Major League Baseball here in a little bit. Have you been keeping up with this at all, Jeremy? Yeah, a little bit. Um, just trying to keep my eye on what's going on. So mm-hmm. the the big thing I noticed is that MLB is pretty much ready to take over four of the broadcasts. I remember the guardians were one of them. Yes. Um, well, did you remember the other three or do you have the other three pulled up? So the, the other three, I remember it's the, it's the Padres, 
it's the Diamondbacks, and then there is one other team that I am blanking on right now. However, I do just want to say this. They MLB said that they were ready to go for six teams, and they've only announced four. Okay. So I will I will say there's there's an outside shot that the Royals are one of those six teams, which I I don't know if I would complain about it. I don't know how that affects I would, I would be a little surprised if the Royals were one of the teams because they're apparently doing it based on um the profitability of the market. Oh and the Royals okay. Royals do pretty well in their market. Um so for whatever reason, Kansas City sports fans, they they watch. They oh, watch good. They watch the Chiefs. They watch the Royals. Um, I don't know if they watch sporting. I don't follow uh, enough of the sporting, but that's I, true. Do they even televise those games? I don't even know. I I believe I believe they do, but like, like I said, we're they both should be. We're, yeah, they should be, especially with how good sporting is. Oh, yeah, I know. they do that because I remember when it was Fox Sports. They used to be like, "Oh, now you're gonna go to the other Fox Sports app because uh, we got the we got the sporting game on here." Well, that, that's why we're both out of area. So I know whenever right. I actually wanted, had the time to tune into a sporting game, I was just turning on like Fox Sports on my on my browser. So yeah. I don't know. It, it could be so hard to actually watch a sport that is in your own city. It is ridiculous. It doesn't just affect Major League Baseball. It's kind of a lot of sports, NBA, MLS. Um, I know it's not as big of an NFL issue, but they're the, they're the special golden child of professional sports the NFL is. So going back to, to valleys, um, it looks there, the MLB is basically ready to take over at least those four markets. Um, and they're just gonna, they're just gonna show them on MLB TV in market. They're going to basically kill the blackout rules, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I think, I think this is the future. I think this is where we're going. I think it's just going to be, we're going to have the MLB TV streaming in market for everybody very soon. Um, like I said, I think I said this before when we first started talking about them going bankrupt is that, um, things could get rough for a little while, but I think it will ultimately lead to a better time where we have fewer blackout restrictions or no blackout restrictions. And it'll be a lot easier to watch your favorite team, uh, whichever team that is, um, online or, and everybody's streaming these days. So the whole thing about like, which cable provider or satellite provider? Oh my goodness. So much <laughs> so difficult to deal with. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the future is coming. Uh, maybe not for Royals fans this year, but MLB is definitely, I, I think they're going to look at this as an opportunity to test in those markets and be like, can we do this? Can this be profitable for us? Can mm-hmm. we figure this out? Um, and And they'll get the kinks worked out and be ready to go maybe as soon as next year for everybody else. Hopefully so. I am I am very much looking forward to just having MLB TV as no blackouts available to everyone for the same price. And it's I think that is going to be one of the biggest steps forward Major League Baseball has taken in entertainment access in decades, in, in my opinion. It's it's going to be I think it'll be really important um, because uh, as the years have gone on, they have been making smaller and smaller stadiums with 
um, more prestige experiences instead of like, hey, sit in the bleachers and watch a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, get a dugout suite ticket and and here's all this other stuff that comes with it. Um, and basically opportunities for like, you know, big uh, fat cats to to show off to their clients and whatnot. Um, so as, as baseball is moving that way in the physical space, if they did not move towards more availability in the virtual space, then um, there was a, a concern among some people, including myself, uh, that they would go kind of the way of boxing or mm. horse racing, which, you know, boxing used to be a really big spectator sport. And uh, now you, you got to be rich if you want to really. Yeah. It's more about the betting than it is the and MLB added the, the, you know, the gambling as well. <sighs> Um, so the boxing is more about the gambling and the betting than it is the go sit in the seats and watch them fight. And then, you yeah. know, the, they got the pay-per-view. So it's like, mm. it's not, it's not a sport for the common person anymore. No, it's and, not. and baseball, I I hope by broadening their ability to, to eliminate these blackout restrictions and broadening their ability to show the games to the people in the area, they will avoid going down that road. I I hope so too as well. And I while we're kind of talking about like accessibility for the Royals, so I I am torn on the thirty nine ninety nine package that they announced. Uh, did right. you see that one? Yeah, it's a, the every home game, yeah, for forty bucks a month. Every home game, which on the on the surface sounds really good because just to think that if we were in the area, my wife and I could go to every single home game in a month for $80. It, yeah. it sounds, it sounds pretty good, but there are just like with everything you buy nowadays, it's, there's so many fees and there's so many things surrounding mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta think, Oh, so I'm going to pay $30 a game for parking. And then we're going to pay another $30 for, for food and you at know, least yeah at least and it's i know their operating costs i know that at the end of the day baseball is a sport i do know that but my heart still just yearns for somewhat of a renaissance of it's just easy and fiscally possible to go to a game you know, yeah. and I don't, I, I don't know how to exp how to explain it because it just it doesn't make sense in my head and it, it makes sense in my heart. It used to be, like I said, baseball used to be like, let's get the family together. We'll sit in the bleachers. We'll go get a hot dog. Uh, we'll watch a game. Get some peanuts and Cracker Jacks, you know, some cheap, cheap food um, and, and some cheap entertainment uh, sitting in the bleachers. And, and uh, that's just not the MLB and really all sports. Um, I noticed that the, uh, the Buffalo bills, for example, are building a new stadium and it's going to be smaller. It's going to have fewer seats than their current stadium. And the reason for that is because they want to charge more per seat. What they're finding, I guess, in their studies is that uh, the, the people who spend more are more profitable than trying to get it's easier or or somehow more profitable to get fewer people with lots of money than more people with a little money. Um, and, and so that's the direction they're leaning. 
Uh, I don't I don't know if that's right, but that's that's the direction they're moving. I know it's frustrating um, for people who because we're we're still in a generation, you and I, I think, where we grew up where it was still mostly possible for a family to go to a game like that. And I'm not sure that it is anymore. I don't think it is. Um, and, And so we can still remember that and want to share that with our kids if i don't have any kids i don't think you do but no no. people people (laughs) our age want to share it with their kids yes um and they can't because it's it's just not financially feasible anymore and it it is kind of a bummer it is and i will say this i am still very much not sold on downtown stadium i will say i will say though that there is an opportunity for some of those like if this was a downtown stadium and they said $40 a, a month for every home game, that is much better because then, you know, I mm-hmm. could take, I could take the Metro down, sure. down to the stadium, or I can, you know, hit happy hour before I go to the game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's very much just a changing times thing. Yeah. And I'm sure that if there were people younger than me listening to this, they would say, okay, boomer. <laughs> I, and I, the, the thing is though, that I guarantee that if they build a stadium downtown, when really yeah. uh, they, they build a stadium downtown, it's going to have fewer seats. They're going to be more expensive. Yep. Um, because that's, they're moving the same direction. Everybody else is. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not just for coaching analytics kids. <laughs> um, so, it's 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 it, that's how it's going to be and yeah. we, it's one of the multiple reasons i'm opposed to this because you're you're going to ask for more tax dollars and then you're going to say oh by the way you can't afford to go to a game uh, you thought you couldn't afford before but now that we built this new stadium that's purpose built for our fancier seats that we want to do you really can't go yeah it's like they they said oh well why do the reno- uh, here's a question for you why do the renovations cost so much because they're not just renovating to to make workable they're renovating to make more profitable yeah man all right well let's uh let's roll right into our reviews this week on a on a downer um you know what while, while we're already on a downer i'll go and start us off jeremy so all right good my my review for this week um is a the book i've been reading it caught my eye at the library so i picked it up it's called republic of lies which mm. has been really interesting it talks about how um conspiracy theorists not just conspiracy theories how the theorists themselves have um risen to political power in probably like the past decade or at least political prominence i would say um you know talk about some of the you know conspiracies from the mid 2000s really taken deep root in our in our culture and you know it's it's listing out some of these uh some of these conspiracy theories and i would catch myself going wait wait a minute i believe that that's a conspiracy theory what, what are you talking about <laughs> so but i i will say it is very well written um it covers a lot of bases so i'm i'm enjoying it i'm about halfway through it i will say so i'll i'll update y'all once i actually finish it but for a nonfiction book i am surprisingly enjoying it reading reading so what you got for us this week jeremy oh 
I was thinking about going all political on you, but I'll, I'll, Ooh, okay. Um, all right. I'll give you, uh, I actually, I linked this to you in our, our kind of chat earlier. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a sports illustrated article that I thought oh, was yeah. really interesting, uh, by Stephanie Epstein, uh, where she wrote about the terrible, horrible plight of the New York Yankees. Yeah. And the fact that the team does not pay for in-flight Wi-Fi for them. How dare they? Who believe the humanity of that? That is just... (laughs) It's just awful. The Yankees and the Reds are apparently, according to her research, and uh, I mean, she really dug into this story. This is is an important story. (laughs) For the public. Stephanie Epstein, or Epstein, uh, she, she wanted to really dig into it. She found out the Yankees and the Reds are the only teams that do not ever pay for the Wi-Fi. I think she found one other team, uh, pays for the Wi-Fi on their regular flights, but mm-hmm. not if they have to not take the regular flights, then they don't pay for the Wi-Fi on that. Um, so, huh. uh, the players have to pay for their own Wi-Fi access on the airplane, $10 a flight. Can you believe it? I, I cannot believe it. That is absolutely bonkers. My, I, th- I think that totals up to like, what, $800 a, a season not for, even. These, for these multimillionaires? Yeah, as Brian Cashman said, I think they can afford it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my favorite was, uh, it was Aaron Judge, who's oh, a geez. spokesperson for T-Mobile. And he, he therefore has a T-Mobile plan. Yeah. And apparently T-Mobile gives you free Wi-Fi access on flights. Oh, any flight. okay. Um, and so <laughs> Stephanie asked him if the, the payment for the in-flight Wi-Fi applied to his decision during free oh off season. And he said, no, cause I got T-Mobile. So I really, I'm, I got it anywhere I go. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I, this I, is this is spring training journalism, y'all. Yeah, this is this is the hard hitting journalism that we all deserve. Highly recommend you check that out. Uh, I I think I retweeted it, but uh, Steph Steph Epstein at Steph Epstein um, spelled just like you'd think it was. Yeah, uh, and you should go check out that article. It's going all around Twitter. You, if you're on baseball Twitter at all, you've probably seen it, but. Absolutely worth the the two three minute read that uh, it is. Yes, I I fully agree. I read over it earlier and just just not something you would expect. But the scene that came to mind was in Moneyball mm-hmm. when they traded that player from the Yankees to the Athletics, and uh-huh. he didn't understand that he had to pay for his own stuff out of yeah, the Yeah, who's it? Yes, thank no, you. No, not was it? Not Canseco. Uh, David Justice. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. But yeah, I, I thought that was that was pretty funny. Yes. Well, hey, Jeremy, our, our timer is about to go off here um, for everyone who's still listening. Look, you know where to find us on social media. You can find Jeremy at Hakaius on Twitter, H-O-K-I-U-S. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Jacob Milham, M-I-L-H-A-M, Casey. Um, hey, we got a lot of Royals content. We got a lot of opinions on there, too. So go ahead and jump on the ride and you won't regret it. I'll say that. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me tonight, as always. Um, and to all the listeners out there still, thank you so much for your support. And until next time, go Royals. Royals.